Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Well, here we are. Hi everybody. Um, <clears throat> you're probably not going to hear this till Sunday night, but we're recording it on Thursday night. It's out of control. I, I wasn't ready for this and here we are. You know? Listen, this is... Has there Has it even been a week yet? No, because we recorded the last episode on Monday. So what in God's name has happened in the last couple of days? Well, we've actually gotten a lot of emails. Well, that's good. So that's exciting. Um, we also celebrated our eighth anniversary. We did. Yeah, we did. We really pulled out all the stops for each other. <laughs> Matt First got me of all, a lovely bouquet. Filled uh, with power. Filled with Powerball tickets. <laughs> it was it was an actual bouquet of flowers, and then he stuck um, hundred dollars worth of Powerball tickets. We won four dollars. Yep. So lost ninety six, yep. which is kind of like a metaphor for our marriage. Go on. You know, we're just endlessly in debt. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Um, do you want to share what I got you? Uh, yes. Dory uh, continued her tradition of the one time before when she got me a cameo. <laughs> it was on the five year. That was a big one. That one was obviously everyone remembers Jerry Remy, the late great Red Sox play by play. Sorry, the Red Sox color analyst slash second baseman. Aren't you glad you have that now that he's dead? I, I was glad I had it when he was alive. <laughs> People don't need to die for me to appreciate them. Fact. Okay, good. Okay? Just yep. so we're clear. All right. Uh, but uh, Dory, because uh, <laughs> we've been watching Hell's Kitchen uh, quite a bit as of late, Dory got me a, a cameo happy anniversary from the Blue Kitchen <laughs> sous chef, <laughs> Chef Jason, <laughs> who has been the Blue Kitchen sous chef for the last like four or five seasons. Yeah. Uh, which is all Dory knows. It's true. So I was. Uh, <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting that. I wasn't expecting it. It also <laughs> was like cute. It was cute. It was a good thought and uh, well executed. Thank you so much. You know, Chef Jason, what was he doing? Who knows? Was he in Braintree? <laughs> I don't know. It looked like he was in his car. It, it, it was. I feel like he was in his car outside his house like. I got to yeah. knock out a couple of cameos yep. and then I'll go in. <laughs> I love it. Uh, That's I respect that kind of hustle, you know? Totally. All totally. those times, all those times early on when I turned down cameo, I might as well call them now and go like, um, I know I've got no money. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know what I, I have noticed because, you know, well, I had forgotten that it was my our fifth anniversary that I got you that cameo. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I first started looking at cameo, which was right around, probably right around then, mm-hmm. um, it does seem like the prices have gone way down. Uh, well, I think there's like a more of a, there's a flood. There is a glut, flood. a glut. Yes. Especially with the strike. Oh, for sure. Yeah, a lot of sad people who were busy. Like, I got nothing to do. Might as well do some cameos. Yeah. Um, Like, I, yeah. It felt like in the past that, like, 
moderately famous people were asking for like 150 or 200 dollars and now they're all it's all under a hundred dollars i bet the star trek people are still up i Mm. bet like because frakes was like last i checked frakes was like 200 bucks (laughs) really still yeah now I'm curious. Yeah, well, get in there. Find I have out. I have often thought it would be funny to get you a cameo from one like someone you actually know, but then I was like, why would I actually pay for that? It's I I I, I think that would be funny too. By the way, Frakes is three hundred dollars. There you go. Wow. You know it's the demand. Yeah. People okay. Wanna, people, Star Trek people are hot commodities on cameo. Okay. What's LeVar? What's LeVar? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who do you think is the most expensive Star Trek person on Cameo? William Shatner. I don't think he's on here. Wow. Well, it's not... And it's not Frakes. But there's only one person who's more expensive than Frakes. Oh, Spiner. No. Who is it? Jerry Ryan. Oh, sure. Sure. Is three hundred and forty-five dollars. Spiner is two ninety-nine. He has undercut Frakes by one. That dollar. is precisely <laughs> what he did. That's hilarious to me. That is exactly uh, what he did. <laughs> oh yeah, Frakesy. Two ninety-nine. Get yourself data. Uh, um, but I don't see like Marina. Is that her name? Yeah, Marina Sirtis. I don't see her on here. I mean, you know, Doug Jones here. is shockingly cheap. What's DJ? 60 bucks. Oh my God. That's a, it's a bargain. It's a bargain. You know what? He has a ton of reviews. I bet a lot of people get him because he's so cheap. I also bet he's like, uh, well, he's so nice anyway. He's the nicest human being on the planet Earth. He's, he does seem very nice. I would like him to do it as his, uh, what we, as what we do with the Shadows character. I'm sure he would. Is Matt right? Matt Barry would could charge a thousand dollars and I would do it. I mean, he would never do it. That's like the last thing he would do <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Shazad, maybe Shazad would do it. Is Shazad on there? Um No. Mary Clem Chifo. Fandango, why are you not there, Clem Mary Fandango? Chifo's on it. Sure. Um, okay. Who do you think the cheapest Star Trek? Well, but some of the I feel like some of these people probably just have like Star Trek on here, but it's yeah, not their major thing. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna guess like Jeffrey Combs, but the cheapest person that has Star Trek as their like major thing is yeah. Ian Alexander. Ian Alexander. Ian, I don't know. That, that is not ringing a bell. Evan Eva Gora who's on Picard is also just $30 and Elizabeth Dennehy is $30. was Lieutenant Shelby. Well, she's only 30 bucks. Brian Dennehy's daughter, by the way. Uh, Who was the first person you said? Evan. Ian Alexander. Ian Alexander. Uh, Evan was, uh, he played, um, Elnor. Uh, on sure. Picard season one and two. Mm. Well, this has been instructive. <laughs> uh, oh, Ian Alexander, they play Blue on um, 
Discovery on Disco. Oh. Ian Alexander is famous to me for having the most hilarious IMDb stock photo. <laughs> oh, did you know that before you just looked them up? Uh, yes, because I've because we did the show so many times, you know. Oh, right, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. Well, look, that was exciting. <laughs> I loved it. I had a great time with it. I'd like to participate more in in different versions of the cameo guessing game. <laughs> it is kind of a fun, kind of a fun game. Sure is. I mean, what's, what's a, the what? what's another show that you could like that has a ton of people? Buffy. Oh yeah, good one, good one. All right, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. And I can already tell you, I bet the best, I bet the most expensive person that's on there is James Marsters. Hold on. Price high to low. Um, I don't think he's on here. Okay. Then I would go with uh, Charisma Carpenter. She also does not seem to be on here. What are you guys doing? You're just leaving money on the table. I mean, let me just make sure that she's not and like Hannigan's not on. No, is Hannigan, Hannigan's on? No, Hannigan's no. not. You know, all these people seem not that famous that come up for for Buffy. Danny is Danny Strong on there? He's, he's, no, you know, he's an Oscar winner now. So I know. Probably. I don't think he, the the most expensive one is Bailey Chase. Hmm. Don't know who that is. It's a good question. They've been on Saving Grace, Longmire, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Longmire, sure. For their cameo bio, Katie Obert, who don't know. like it all. It's a woman. Also, seems like Buffy was like a like she was on like one episode. Nicholas Brendan. Oh sure. How much he, is he? He is ninety nine dollars. Yeah, he was uh, he was a main member of the Scooby Gang. And Claire Kramer is. I know Claire. Uh, it was oh, Claire well, charging. 95. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wrestlers. Are wrestlers on cameo? There's wrestlers tons. Of, you know, I almost got, I almost got you a wrestler. <gasps> oh my God. Who would it have been? Who would it who, have been? Who do you think? Who do you think I would have gotten you? Who do I think you would have gotten me? Yeah. I don't know, but I would have loved everybody. I DDP know that, maybe. I was worried. I was like, Oh, I don't know. And the would one I wanted to be diamond Dallas page. Okay, it was it was between Diamond Dallas Page oh, and Mick Foley. Oh, both both would have been like fantastic. Options. Okay, well I'll keep that in my back pocket for next time. <laughs> I did a podcast with Mick Foley once. I don't. He probably doesn't. Oh my God, Vince Russo's on here. That's okay, amazing. so so the most expensive wrestler is Vulcan. I don't even is he like a New Japan? I don't know. It says actor and former pro wrestler. He's charging $999. He's brand new, so which means I don't think anyone has hired Here's him. Here's what yet. I'm going to do. I'm going to go He's a James Bond actor, pro wrestler, former original Australian and British gladiators. I think he's in a different genre. He's not WWE. I see I've done WWE. So now now I'm going Price descending. <laughs> oh my God. Corbin and Shotzi charge 200 bucks. 
which is, but these are current roster people. Mm. That's interesting. I wonder if you do. How do I get rid of that? Do I, do I just type wrestling in? They Does have a work? W. They have a WWE category. Oh my god! They've got a bunch of British YouTube people who I watch. Oh, that was that was review. okay. So that was the other uh, that was the other category that I was sort of poking around in. But I would I have like, died. I would have died inside if you did that. Like, I was like in, a, I, in an in an in an embarrassment way. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> there's very few because I sort of tune it out when you're watching these YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. I did look for Disney food blog because I was like, it would be hilarious if I got AJ to do it. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> okay, I can tell you the truly the most expensive wrestling uh, personality is Vicky Guerrero. Who is that? She was Eddie Guerrero's wife, the late okay. great Eddie Guerrero, uh-huh. uh, who after Eddie died, WWE, like, I don't know if it was just out of pity or whatever, brought her on. And she became like a great heel manager slash GM. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. And then if you scroll, looking down the list here, Jesse Ventura is 140 bucks. What a deal. Former (laughs) governor. I feel like they, they probably suggest a price, but then ultimately you're probably allowed to set your own price. And like... I just feel like sometimes people are like, I don't care. I'm going to just like. Well, I don't see why you wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes. Oh my God. Raven. I wish I could search by like. WWE. Like 1990 through 1999. So Mick Foley, okay, and then we can move on, but Mick Foley has the most reviews of anyone I've seen on Cameo. I'm sure there's more, but of the people I've seen. He's a great talker. He has 5,149 reviews. (laughs) And how much does he charge? 150 bucks. Times 5,000? Yes. That's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you have to figure. You have <laughs> to figure. Out, you, I love it. Just, and you have to figure like probably half the people don't leave reviews. Oh my god! Right? Like not. That's I didn't amazing. leave a like I didn't leave a review. Oh, um. So like, conservatively, I would say he's made a million dollars off cameo. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Good for him. <laughs> you uh, know. I mean, they take a cut, but still. Yeah. I. I, I Look, this is a fascinating category to go down. I thought you would enjoy it. <laughs> oh my god, RVD, that would have been good too. Uh Listen, this is this is giving me a lot of ideas for future <laughs> cameos <laughs> that I can get you. I I did almost text your best friend and ask like who did but then i saw jason and i was like that's actually hilarious to get jason <laughs> because that's something that we do together so i thought that that was a spe- that was apt for our anniversary because it was like oh for sure something that we do together whereas wrestling look isn't you really know like our who has, thing who has a 4.99 who brett the hitman heart 
Oh. Oh, man. Bret Hart. The best okay, but- there is, the best there was, the best there will be. He's unavailable till the 15th, though. To do Mick Foley has a 5.00 rating. All right. I thought 4.9 was With 5,000 reviews. So he must be amazing. I love it. I love the wow. samples of the cameos, the two that you can look at. Yes. I mean, it's just truly amazing that the. Man, Brent the Hitman Hart. That would have been so cool. <laughs> that would have been that would have been the coolest one, Bret Hart. Okay, see, I never would have guessed that. Also, that had like nothing to do with our anniversary or our relationship. It's not something that we watch together. Yes, but it would have been. Oh my God! You know who is on here? Who? Oh, I didn't even think about this. Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved a Guillermo. He's expensive. He's $300. I mean, because he probably does it as the funhouse. Um, do you think he ever... I would have been like, please do this as a funhouse. As funny. The funhouse. Um, and... Y- you know he's the voice of funny, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, on and Mickey Mouse Nandor Fox. Nandor is on here, but he's temporarily unavailable. Good, he's on vacation doing his, thing, you know. It says his. It says greetings. I'm once again available for cameo video recordings that last approximately four whole minutes. Creepy. And he has a vampire <laughs> <emoji>. <laughs> And then it says warning will contain adult human humor. <laughs> <laughs> and his average video length is four minutes. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, uh, too bad. He's not available. You could have gotten me Kevin Pollack. I could 200, have. 250 bucks. Good for him. Do you want do you want Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful? Guess how much he charges? I bet he charges like five hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred. No. Yes. What? Yes. Oh my god. Who does he think he is? I don't know. Oh my God, Kevin Nash is on here too? Oh boy. So many old wrestlers. Well, what else are they doing? I know, but it's like so many old wrestlers and like, I I bet they clean up. Well, we know Mick Foley definitely cleans up. (laughs) Mick Mick Foley cleans up. Hello. (laughs) Is the IRS aware of this? Mick? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I'm, I'm actually surprised that QVC Lori is not on here. Oh my God, David Arquette's on here. Former WCW champion, David Arquette. Again, what is David Arquette doing? (laughs) (laughs) What 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 a discussion I did not think we would have tonight. I mean, same. Um, well, I guess we should take a break. Uh, a cameo break? A cameo we go, break. Let's go record. We're going to record some cameos. <laughs> we're not on cameo, but we're going to record some. I'm looking at these comedians. Mm. Oh my god! All right, here we go. Taking a break. Brb, and we'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. You could have gotten me the Sklar Brothers for $75. Both of them. Wow. <laughs> that is a bargain. Fran Drescher charges nine ninety nine. Well, she's busy right now, you know. With she the strike. is. All right, we <clears throat> we got to move on. I mean, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure that you know, like two people are interested in this. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god! What? What does he charge? Who? Um. Rick Shields is on here of Rick Shields Golf, the channel I always watch on YouTube. Oh, I was like, seventy nine dollars, Ricky. You're on. I'm you're telling under, you, some of the pr- some yourself. of the prices are like all over the place. Like some people, you're like, 
huh, that's really cheap. And then some people you're like, what do you like? Do you not want? You just don't want to do this, really. Like if you do like one a year, right. you're like yeah. fine. I think yeah, that's absolutely one hundred percent correct. Okay, thank you. I like that Mur and Joe are on here, but Brian is definitely not on here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, we have some emails this week because people took pity on us. Um, but first we have, we're, I think we're going to start off with a voice. We didn't really beg last week. I think we just had such an enthusiastic discussion about horsehair beds that. Yeah, but we were like, we only got two emails. Like we, we definitely said that. Oh, sure. Um, and you know, I also just want to make it clear, like just because we get a lot of emails one week doesn't mean that like that somehow yeah, not holds hook, over you're, you're not, you're not off, off the hook. hook keep sending us emails keep leaving us voicemails you guys did great this week i really want to give you that positive reinforcement and let's let's have that continue okay dory and matt at gmail matt and dory at gmail call or text us at 413-461-BABY um we're gonna start with a voicemail you know there's a podcast section on here on cameo i don't know why you and kate aren't on there just like raking. They in. they used to. Oh my god, my former coworker Samir is on here. Really? Um, they used to ask us like quite often to be on here, and we just never did it. And now I feel like that ship has sailed. <laughs> All right, what's the first email? The first voicemail I'm playing. Um, it is Megan for Matt and Dory. That is how it is labeled. Okay. Boopity boop. And here. Well, I'm saying it really slowly. And here we go. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. My name's Megan, and I had to call on this momentous occasion, which is that I caught up on the podcast today for the first time after listening Whoa. for years. I was told about your podcast in. 2019 by a friend of mine who also went to high school with Dory, um, if I'm remembering correctly. And at that point was literally in the darkest days of my experience with infertility. I had met my husband um, when I was like 33 and we got married when I was 36 and he was 29. And after trying for a few years, um, when I found the podcast, I was just starting our IVF after several rounds of uh, failed IUIs and a diagnosis of unexplained infertility, although I definitely think old eggs and dumb sperm had to do with it. Um, I just have to express my deep, deep gratitude, gratitude and appreciation for you and this community. Uh, There was one week in particular that I spent in Mexico, which is where we did our IVF treatments. And I was alone doing the, um, I can't remember one of the tests that I had to do (laughs) so many. Um, and I was there for a week alone and I think I probably listened to a hundred episodes and you guys just kept me laughing and kept me company and kept me feeling like I wasn't alone and um, thought I would make it through to the other side of that experience, which really was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. Um, I remember where you I was when I found out you were pregnant with Henry. I totally pulled the car over and just bawled my eyes out. I was so happy for you. And um, I, was I also had to stop listening for a while. I just, it was he too was. hard um, until I got pregnant. So March 10th of 2020, which is the day COVID was declared a pandemic, is the day we did our embryo transfer in Mexico. And it was the first 
first embryo transfer. And that is our son, Huxley, who was born December 10th. Um, And I just kept right on listening to you guys through breastfeeding and early parenthood and toddler parenthood. And all of it has been so helpful, Um, including Disneyland and hot dog tips, which like I never thought I would relate to or care about. But now I have a toddler and we go to Disneyland and I I eat hot dogs. Now you care about Um, (laughs) Last week, there was a caller who asked about preeclampsia and was talking about whether they wanted to have another baby or maybe it was an email. But um, anyway, I just related to that. I'm 43. We have one more embryo that's PGS tested in the freezer in Mexico. And I go back and forth. (laughs) Daily basis. That's my husky Suka. She wanted to say my hi. Suka. Um, and I'm just in a in a daily battle or debate whether um, we want to try for number two or not. So I'll keep listening and keep asking questions and keep um, being part of this community. I'm super super grateful. Again, I'm in Reno. We have a 1,400 square foot house. It's me, my husband, our husky Suka, and our science kiddo Huxley. And um, our TV is 48 inches. Okay, it's the only one. It's in the living room. One TV. Wow. And a Husky. And mm. a Huxley. Oh. Hmm, interesting. I, I think we're finding this. out some things about you. <laughs> um, thank you for, for your voicemail. Um she sent she also sent along an email and and mentioned the friend the mutual friend by name, and it is indeed someone I went to high school with. Oh my God! Can you believe I it? I know. Isn't Which high cool? school? Brookline High School. I'm familiar. I've driven by it. BHS. Couple of times. <laughs> so, Dory. Yes, Matt. I figured out the perfect cameo, and I chatted it to you. Oh. Um. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay, I'm looking. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Right? That is funny. Could have had Arthur Morgan himself. Roger Clark's all over the shizzle. I wish he dressed up like Arthur Morgan in his videos, but... In one or two, he's got his hat on. (laughs) He... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. I got some jelly beans. Oh, well. You like jelly beans? You forget that he's Scottish. Howdy, cowpokes. It's Roger Clark here. I play Arthur Morgan (laughs) in Red Dead Redemption 2, the video game. So, I don't know. Maybe it's your birthday. And you want me to say, happy birthday. Or maybe it's somebody else's birthday. And you want me to say happy birthday to them. You know, it doesn't even have to be happy birthday. It could be something else. I could just say hi. To you or a friend, or it doesn't even need to be a greeting. It could be whatever you want. The world is your oyster. <laughs> I get, I get Dave Matthews energy from him. Hey there, Miss. How you doing, Hannah girl? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Hannah. Oh my God, it's fantastic. Okay, I'm off cameo. I'm off the site, guys. I'm off the site. Um, I blame my wife. I take my wife. Is he I, on there? No. <laughs> just just Boreth. <laughs> he doesn't need to be on there. Um well, you know, in the same way that we got you into Disney and hot dogs and all the rest. I hope now you're as 
interested in cameo as we are i mean i do think the cameo index is very interesting like just the how much people charge and like yeah absolutely and who is popular um is very interesting to me because it's like it doesn't doesn't necessarily correlate with who is like popular now (laughs) you know right for sure um all right we're actually going to listen to another voicemail. This one is about preeclampsia, everyone's favorite subject. Oh, can't wait. Here we go. Hey, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is Rebecca from Birmingham calling in response to the other Rebecca's email about um, preeclampsia and pregnancy. Um, I think what she meant when she was asking if she should transfer the embryos versus um, not doing IVF again um, is that there are studies that have shown or um, implicated that uh, IVF pregnancies have more of a tendency to develop preeclampsia than non-IVF pregnancies. Um, I don't know that that's fully been proven yet, but um, there is definitely speculation that um, there is a trend that is showing uh, probably has to do with the hormones that you take for um, transfer. Um, I know that in my situation, I had an IVF pregnancy um, that did develop uh, preeclampsia very, I mean, I was 40 weeks pregnant when um, it developed, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, But then six years later, I did another IVF um, with donor eggs. So I only did the transfer part um, and developed very bad preeclampsia early, much earlier. I ended up having my son nine weeks early because of it. Um, so it is definitely a concern. Um, the difference between my situation and, and hers is that I had switched OBGYNs between my two pregnancies because we had moved and um, my OBGYN in my second pregnancy just didn't seem to take it very seriously. Um, and I probably should have been more of an advocate for myself, but uh, he did not put me on any sort of baby aspirin regimen. He really kind of just took the attitude of this is a normal pregnancy and I'm not really concerned. Um, luckily, I was looking for the signs. Um, but even when I went to him and I said, I have all these signs, he kind of dismissed me. Um, anyway, long story, it was kind of traumatic. I ended up going out of town a week after that appointment and ended up uh, having ridiculously high blood pressure, almost died, ended up having my son two hours away from my home base. It was crazy. Jesus. So all of that is to say that as long as um, your OB is watching um, with you and supporting you and putting you on the baby aspirin and really um, keeping tabs of those early signs of preeclampsia, I think you're good. Um, And the other part of my history that I should probably throw in there too, is that I have a family history of preeclampsia anyway. So, um, it wasn't necessarily the IVF that caused it, but, um, you know, probably putting all those factors together wasn't very helpful for me. Um, 
So I kind of am with Matt and Dory, like, go for it. If you want the second child and you have those two embryos already, um, I say give it a try and then just know that you have this history of preeclampsia and you should uh, keep tabs on it. Um, Sounds like your OB is on top of it and you're probably going to be okay. Um, Anyway, that's all I have for now. Uh, Thanks for listening to my really long voicemail. Um, Again, this is Rebecca from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I have no idea any of my stats (laughs) about 1700 square feet, uh, two children, a dog, a husband, um, and so many hot dogs this year. I don't even know how to count. In fact, I'm having another one tonight. Uh, I think that's it. All right. Thanks guys. The first day of hot dog consumption I've ever heard on the podcast. Yeah. I love it. You know, what's crazy to me about this voicemail is that her doctor like didn't even put her on baby aspirin. Right. Like, that's weird to me. I'm hmm. sorry. I'm sorry, listener. That happened to you. Um, but thank you for sharing your story. And you know what? Thank you for agreeing with us about what to do. <laughs> Guys, this episode, of course, is brought to you by Cameo. <laughs> Here's another fun one. Ready? Yep. For seven hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, with a twenty-four hour response time. Uh huh. You know, you have to pay extra for the twenty-four hour response time. Oh, I don't know. There's like a little lightning bolt. No, I, I know. Like I know. I but you have to you. pay okay. extra. Well, seven hundred fifty dollars. You could have either your choice of Pedro Martinez or David Ortiz. I oh, like I know, I know, because I looked amount. up, I looked up the, I looked up Red Sox, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, that's a lot." I love that they charge the same amount. Um, you that's know who's adorable. only, you know who's only a hundred dollars? Who? Tom Arnold. Why is that surprising? I feel like he's more famous than that. No, I don't think it's on a level of fame. You don't? No, I don't think so. You can't go like. You can't, like Freddie Lynn, Fred Lynn, who, you know, rookie of the year, Red Sox great in the 70s, uh-huh. early 80s, is yeah. $75. And he's very famous. George Went is on here. I saw that. <laughs> uh, um, you, know what right. I, you know what I love? Tori Lovello's on here, who used to be the Red Sox bench coach and was the interim coach when... Um, when Alex Cora was suspended, but Tori Lovello is currently also the Diamondbacks manager. Okay. So, like, but I love that. I'm like, I kind of want to like pay the hundred and ninety nine dollars just to make him have to think about me while he's trying to play in the NLCS. <laughs> like, he's got his team <laughs> in the championship series. Don't you think there's there's like no way he would actually do it right now? That's the thing. That's what I'm curious about. Or maybe he would. Exactly. Tori Lavella's wow. got seven reviews. It's not a lot. No. Um. All right, we're gonna read one, um, one more, one email, and then we're gonna take a break. Um. Okay. 
This is from Lauren. Uh, writing in regards to the listener who wrote about preeclampsia. My situation is not the same as hers, but it's similar. And I had the same worries. My husband and I went through one round of IVF after having a spontaneous pregnancy and miscarriage as we were prepping for IVF. We got two embryos and our son was the result of the first transfer. I had to have a C-section a week past my due date because my blood pressure was through the roof at my check-in with my doctor. I was put on magnesium post-op and it was terrible. My memory of the time is foggy, I think due to the drugs, but I, but everything turned out fine in the end. Fast forward to 2021, and we decided to implant the second embryo when I was 40. I was on a baby aspirin during my pregnancy as a precaution. We planned a C-section at 39 weeks. Baby girl decided to come on her own a few days before the scheduled surgery. I tried to labor, but after a long labor and four hours of pushing, my blood pressure got to a dangerous level, and I had to have a C-section. My preeclampsia was worse this time, and I had to stay a bit longer in the hospital. I was on magnesium again and other blood pressure meds that I forgot the name of. I got a blood pressure cuff to monitor it myself when we were discharged, I had to report my results once a day. I think I stayed in close contact with my doctor. It was a super stressful time going through that again with even worse preeclampsia, but I felt supported by everyone around me at home and my OB and at my OBGYN. Magnesium is the worst, but now we have our crazy little girl who's almost two and all that stress is fading in memory again due to the drugs. I think, sorry, this is so long. Hope Matt has got his meds now. I did. Um, he did get his meds. That's why he's so peppy today. Because oh, it's finally... I'm uh, I'm being peppy? Uh, compared, I feel like compared to the last few weeks, yes. All right. Fine. Drugs work, everybody. Um, Dory, what are your favorite songs you've danced to at your Broadway dance class? You guys are the best. Lauren in Norton, Massachusetts. P.S. Love your Bake Off coverage. Thank you, Lauren. If you would also like to listen to our Bake Off coverage, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. We are recapping... Great British Bake Off every week for the whole season for the $10 level. Yeah. Um, so, guys, look, here's the deal. Bread week's coming. You might want to join. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bread week is always controversial. Well, Paul Hollywood's the breadman, you know? That's true. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I, I'm a bread man. You, I love bread. Yeah. He is Look like, at the structure of this one. You didn't prove it long enough. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find my, my Broadway playlist. And I, oh, here it is. Um, okay. You, some of my, you remember what you danced to this weekend? Yeah. It was, um, a song from Wicked. The, okay, uh, okay, sure. Anniversary of the show's coming up. I get it. Well, and the movie's coming out with Ariana Grande. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she left her husband because she met um, Guy. I didn't, even know, I didn't know she was yeah, married. It was a whole thing. Good for her. Oh, Defying, Defying Gravity. That's, you the, know what? that's the song. Go ahead and find find your happy, okay? Well, Grande, get except out that there. he was married and his wife had just had a baby. Hey, they found their happy together. I mean, okay. Um, I what did I was dancing <laughs> to? Uh, we danced to a couple songs from The Greatest Showman that were really fun. Um, the Greatest Show and This Is Me. Um, Seize the Day from Newsies was also fun to dance to. Um, let's see what else we always did. There was like a warm up that we used to do to Good Morning Baltimore. That was fun that we that um we didn't do 
I I went to a Broadway dance class this past weekend. We didn't we didn't dance to it. Um, same with you can't stop the beat. There was also like a warm up to that. There is a fun routine to Where Do You Belong from Mean Girls. There's also um, Raise You Up from Kinky Boots. Mm, sure. You know, um, those were those were some of the of the biggies. You know, it's funny is I'm looking at the Spotify playlist I made and and the I started the playlist in April 2018 and it's like, yeah, that is when I started doing Broadway dance class, which like it doesn't even seem like it was that long ago, but it was. Well, it was pre, you know, pre-Henry. It was pre-Henry and I kept going when I was pregnant and then I stopped going after he was born and then like just when I was sort of like feeling like I could maybe go back, the pandemic started. <laughs> right. Um, okay, we're gonna take a break because we've been okay. yapping for quite some time. A lot and of cameo talk. A lot of cameo talk, and we'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are we back yet? We're back. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So, we mentioned- Cameo is still great, everybody. <laughs> we love Cameo. Um, we did mention that Matt got his meds. Yay. Um, yeah, they came in the mail. The mail order- Did anybody sign for them? No, they or were tossed- They were over tossed the over the fence, like rubber banded to the rest of our mail. That's fantastic. And then, and, and I saw the package and I was like, oh, I think these are Matt's meds. And I like I ran were. them back to you. <laughs> and then you pretended to put them all in your mouth at once. I, I ate them up. It was great. <laughs> um, does Vyvanse, ta- like, does it take a little while to get into your system or is it like immediate acting? No, no. Have you ever had speed? Well, Wellbutrin is kind of speedy. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Doesn't even come close. I, I I'll know. nap. I'll nap all day on Wellbutrin. <laughs> That's crazy. But some, I'm saying, like some drugs, like Prozac, takes a couple weeks to like get into your system. Right. Uh, no, I don't, Vyvanse, I don't believe is like that. No, I mean, it doesn't seem like it is. Um, okay, so we actually got a question about ADHD from Anonymous. <clears throat> Thanks to Matt for talking so openly about his ADHD. My husband and several of his siblings and dad have ADHD, though all are unmedicated, so I'm less familiar with that piece. I am currently in the midst of getting diagnoses for my two children, particularly my older daughter, who is nine. A few questions I'd love to hear from you both on. One, at what age were Matt's symptoms identified? Two, if at a young age, how did a diagnosis help at school or home? At what age did you start medication? Did you use other treatment modalities? Um, do you want to answer those first, and then we can get to her other questions? 
questions? I mean, uh, hard to say. I mean, I didn't have I didn't yeah, I didn't have a name for it until I was you know thirty five. <laughs> so there was a short time I like we've discussed this before, but there was a short time when I was on well Butrin when I was in high school. I was seeing a shrink for a little bit, and that sort of regulated me. Um. Yeah. What else am I missing? Um, did you use other treatment modalities? I mean, no, because you weren't diagnosed until you were 35. Right. Um, all right. Dory, as a partner, how do you manage living with someone who has this diagnosis? I'm struggling a lot with my Barely. family. As my own personality and methods of operating are extremely linear, organized, type A, some might call it. Getting my kids diagnosed has been a light bulb of understanding why it's so hard and triggering for me as a parent, but now I'm looking for coping strategies. I mean, look, it's not easy. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think sometimes like people like us who are a little bit more type A are sometimes like attracted to people who are not. Um, like mm, what's that mystery like you know that's what you're you're just wondering um like you know matt stuck with it matt has adhd kate who is like you know my my work partner and very good friend she also has adhd which she's talked about on the podcast so like two of the very closest people in my life people i interact with like pretty much on a daily basis both have adhd um and you know, I think I definitely have like a better understanding of it now than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard because like I will never truly understand what it is like to have ADHD. Um, and it can also be like very frustrating for me. Um, like, for example, we're recording this on Thursday because I'm going away this weekend. And I was like, Oh, if we don't record this early, like, and we don't have childcare this weekend when I get back, like it's going to be really hard. You know what I mean? Like I was like planning ahead for this and Mm -hmm. I don't, and like Matt was sort of like, "Eh, uh, okay. Like it's not something that I think would have occurred to you. Oh, I just assumed we'd do it. Um, Sunday night after Henry went to bed. Right. And I was like, uh, no, like we're going to have to record the bake off recap. Like, it's just going to be a lot. Let's just get this done on Thursday night. So like the, the aspect of, of ADHD that involves like executive functioning and long-term planning. I feel like I have to like overcompensate for that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, and then like, you know, it's our, it's also like hard to talk about because, you don't want to be accused of being like ableist or, you know, what it's like, what does that mean? I feel like sometimes people whose partners have ADHD, you're like in a tricky spot because it's like hard. It's like hard to talk about because you can come across sounding like unsympathetic. Um, But I think it's also important to acknowledge that it's like hard for us too. 
How is that ableist, though? What does that mean? We once got it, like... <laughs> so there's this whole thing on Forever 35 about... Oh, we, we called it free mugging. It. where Because Kate likes to take an open cup of coffee and drive with it. And I'm yeah. like, that's insane. And that like, is insane. I... I wouldn't do that because I would spill it everywhere. Like I have spilled, I've spilled like closed cups of coffee. Like I don't, I don't have like open mugs even on my desk. Cause I've like knocked them over. You've spilled and, empty glasses that somehow found coffee on the way down. Exactly. And so that's why I'm like, I can never do this. Like I, and I, and we've like joked and been like, well, I'm a rational human and Kate is a free mugger. Mm. We got an email that said that I was being ableist because Kate has ADHD and the free mugging is like an aspect of her ADHD. And I was like, I'm going to disagree with you. (laughs) 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 Um, So maybe I'm just like a little sensitive to, to that. Yes, you are a little sensitive to that. I think because I was like, no, the whole point is that I will spill it. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't mind any and all uh, descriptors of myself and my behavior. It's like, yeah, I own it. Sure. I think where I like run into trouble is like the line between helping but not like fully like taking over and doing like i don't want to do everything for you you know what i mean i don't think you want me to do everything for you but then there's some things that like you actually do need help with that aren't a big deal to me that i could help you with but i don't always know what they are do you know what i mean sure i think i know what you mean because i feel like part of the adhd and i know this also from kate is like you guys both have trouble asking for help. I would rather not ask for help. Right. So I have now learned that like that is that it's all sort of a part of the ADHD brain. Like the more I learn about the ADHD brain, the more I'm sort of like, Oh, this is why this happens. And like when you initially told me you had a phobia of the phone, I was like, what? And now I understand that that's part of the ADHD brain. It's a weird way to put it. I don't have a phobia of the phone. I just have, I don't want to bother anybody. Right. But and, that's part of it. Calling someone is bothering them. Yes. Right. And that's part. And like, that is very common among people of ADHD. I now know I did not used to know that. Does that make mm-hmm, sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, which actually leads into this listener's last comment, which I also think is very interesting, and I have some thoughts about this as well. I told my husband I'm going to be, quote, the best at ADHD, but I'm overwhelming myself with books and information and trying to find the right balance of information, strategies, and also my own mental health. Dory, any advice here? I want the best for my kids in our family unit and need to take care of myself along the way. Okay. You got to let this go (laughs) (laughs) is my advice. (laughs) You're not going to be the best at ADHD because you will drive yourself insane if you try to do that. And you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to show up for anyone if like you're constantly worried about being the best at ADHD. (laughs) Um, 
I actually think that those YouTube videos you showed me once were like super helpful about the cliff. Sure, or the wall of awful. The wall of awful, that's what it was called. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um who's the who's that creator? They are I mean, I think that's her jam is is ADHD, right? Yeah, but what do you remember what what channel she is? I wanna link to it. I'm gonna I'm just looking it up right now. It's called How to ADHD. How to ADHD. There's a YouTube channel called How to ADHD that I found very helpful in just sort of like very succinctly and clearly explaining like what it is like to have ADHD and all the different ways that it kind of like affects your life. Um, I would start there. There's also Allie Ward did a couple of good episodes on ologies of um, about ADHD, including like how partners of people with ADHD can kind of like show up um, for them. And then there's a book that I haven't read because I don't really feel like I need to be the best ADHD. Um, but there's a book called, I think it's, I think it's the ADHD effect on marriage. Um, and how awesome it makes it and how great it is. Yeah. Um, that I think Allie has recommended, but you can look up Allie's episodes about ADHD and they are helpful. But I, 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 I urge you to not try to do the thing that like, I think is tempting for someone neurotypical and especially someone neurotypical and type A to do, which is to sort of like take over the administration of everything having to do with ADHD, especially with regards to your husband. Like I, I understand it's different with kids, but like you can't, you can't take over your husband's life in this way. I don't think. Uh, I think you should try it. I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about how like a partner of someone with ADHD can show up for them? Uh, I think a lot of it is, uh, the right combination of patience and action. Mm. I think it's, it's the right combination of being patient because, you know, your partner is intending to do that thing and will do that thing. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, action in like knowing that your partner is not going to do that thing and handling it. Mm. Now this, th- this sounds like, as I'm saying, you must read minds, mm-hmm. which is Dory always uh, often would accuse me of uh, me uh, needing my mind read because I don't say things. Mm-hmm. And I'm of the school of thought of I'm pretty predictable in what I will and won't do. So does this sound helpful? No. <laughs> Patience mm-hmm. goes a long way. As does taking action and helping. Yes. I mean, that sounds like nothing. It sounds like nonsense. And I'm sorry. 
Um, I'd be curious to hear from other people about this, like on kind of on both sides of, of the proverbial coin. Um, you know, it's been almost an hour, so we should probably wrap things up. Okay, but I just go to your chat and look at the last cameo I sent you. <laughs> this would have been the one. Oh my god! <laughs> Handyman Hal, Henry's favorite. I mean, should we get Handyman Hal to say Happy Hanukkah to Henry? <laughs> oh my god, he's like a evangelical. I know Christian. that's the hilarious part. That would be why it would be. Well, funny. they do love Jesus. Oh, you guys are doing totally awesome. Isn't this cool? A way that I can talk with all my awesome friends. That's you. Is- <laughs> no, no, his his voice is triggering. <laughs> um, but actually, just before we go, last week we did talk about horsehair mattresses, mm-hmm. and we did get a, a short email about this from Nikki, who said. When I saw the title of this week's episode, I wasn't expecting that it would lead to a horsehair bed. (laughs) This was something that I'd never (laughs) heard of until a few years back when my brother briefly worked as a butler for a hedge fund billionaire in NYC. They had one of these horsehair beds. I assumed it was expensive at the time because of who they were and the fact that I'd never seen one in any mattress store I shopped in, but your research confirms it. I can't imagine having enough money to afford such a bed. Matt, hopefully your meds have arrived by the time you read this. Here's to be they able have, to afford the things we need. Come on, I want a horse your bed still. So have a great day, Nikki. We, you know, we did not win the Powerball. If we had won the Powerball, I think a horse your bed might have been one of the first things we bought. If we won the Powerball, I really feel like we'd still do the podcast. We'd have nothing to do otherwise. That's true, but all our all of our reviews would be like they're so unrelatable since they won the Powerball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be like, interested. Like, yeah, no I, kidding. Like, we won the Powerball, okay? <laughs> yeah. So what if I sleep on a $200,000 horsehair mattress? And I have one in each of my five homes. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, all right. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. We will get to your emails next week, but also please write in. Also, Matt, I realized... For our Patreon, we're going to thank our Patreon supporters. But remember, you kept telling people we were going to remind them to cancel when the WJ strike was over. Oh, yeah. I did this today on Star Trek. Hey, strike's over. Uh, Part of the WGA uh, strike special was I would remind you to cancel your subscription when the strike was over. But here's the caveat. I still don't have a job. Please don't cancel. (laughs) I love you all. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, reminder, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. We're still doing our regular two bonus episodes every month, plus the bake off weekly recaps, uh, at the $10 level or above. And at the $25 level, you get a fun fact monthly, you get a monthly fun fact from Matt Myra. Yeah, we'll kick off November with some more fun facts. From yeah, the super generous, super generous people. Who super generous us. people, and you get the whole back catalog of the Patreon episodes. So you know, if you're like, hmm, I could really use the two of these. Like, I would say the Patreon episodes are kind of similar to us uh, yammering about cameo. <laughs> I don't know. That was a kind of enthusiasm. I don't know if we could ever replicate again. Wow. 
Okay. Cameo, you really did it. You did it. Um, all right. Thank you to the following supporters. Jessica Manolovich. Joanna Rao. Julia Schulenberg. Julie Mebin. Julie Phelps. Phillips. Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Campbell. Karen Thickershey. Kate C. Cat. That's Cat C. Sorry. Uh, Kate. Catherine Simmons. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Katie Suvagian. Katie Jordan. Laura Dodge. Laura Elliott. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay G. Lindsay Gish. Linnea Wynn. Lisa in West Virginia. Uh, Lisa Travis. Liz P. Lynn Nugent. Marina Breed. Marshana Lionel. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Merrill H. Mike Zytek. Molly. Mariah Ad- Adamek. Nancy Powell. Nicole B. Nikki Bossert. Pam from Boston. Matt, uh, Pat Machewski. Patty Curry. Paula. Phoebe Boone. Robert Hamilton. Robin K. Sadie Bassa. Sarah Dauberman. Uh, Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Scarlett Kaufman. Sherry Olson. Thank you all so very much. Thank you. Oh, what a day, huh? What a day. Bye. Bye.